0: Welcome, welcome to episode 5 of Real Life and Fantasy Football, podcast where we talk about, you guess it, real life and fantasy football. Uh, I'm your host, Jason Morgan, and I have our first ever guest of the show, Eric Bagby. Eric, say hi.
1: I'm honored. Hi, guys. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so um, this week will be our week 3 review, but... Uh, yeah, Eric, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, how'd you get into fantasy football? Who's your uh, or who's your real life team that you like? Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, kind of been playing ever since I can remember. To be honest, that sounds cliche. Um, I'm in a hometown league. It's a 14 man half PPR league. Um, and I think we're going on year 17 to be exact. oh wow uh, nice they had started they had started it before I moved uh, to Norwalk which is our, my hometown um, so a couple of the guys had started it and it was an eight teamer then came a 10 12 man now 14 teamer um, so I've been doing that for a while in um, a couple other leagues as well kind of a, a new startup dynasty league this year um, with some friends and then another uh, full point PPR. Uh, 12-man league that I was just, just invited to this year as well. So, yeah, staying busy with those three. Um, obviously, today was a busy day for waivers for all three of those, which is good. Get to talk about that today. Um, otherwise, yeah, just a big football fan. Uh, I played a little bit in college as well for about a year and a half. Um, played in high school, obviously, all four years. Um, in regards to fandom, I mean, obviously, being from Iowa, I'm a Hawkeye fan, unfortunately. It's a tough to watch them this year. Um, <laughs> in regards to pro team, obviously with there being no pro team in Iowa, I kind of had to up uh, the litter in regards to what I wanted to, to be a fan of. Um, and actually I'm repping my team tonight, albeit. Um, yeah, I'm a Saints fan, kind of have been ever since um, I can really remember. Um, okay. I was always a Drew Brees fan. So even dating back to when he was at Purdue uh, and lighting up all the, the Big Ten offense, or Big Ten defense, I should say, uh, whenever he got drafted by the Chargers, I kind of just still followed his career, didn't really have a team, didn't really want to be a Chargers fan, obviously with them being out in San Diego at the time. They decided to trade him obviously to uh, New Orleans after they drafted Philip Rivers. And I kind of was like, all right, sure, I'll just be a Saints fan. And started from there. Um, obviously a couple years prior to 2010, which was obviously the Super Bowl win against the Colts. Um couple bad years kind of since then steady playoff appearances um obviously hopeful for the years ahead with some young talent on the team but yeah saints fan um really not a fan of many other teams if i had to pick another one it would probably be the bills uh just like watching josh allen just run and sling it and that kind of stuff but yeah big football fan i appreciate you having me on and yeah ready to talk some football week four
0: for sure yeah i have Become a Bills fan, or rather a Josh Allen fan, because he's on my one of my fantasy teams, and he helped me win one year. So yeah, well, it's not to like? Yeah, yeah. What's <laughs> not, not to
1: like? Running running quarterbacks, as we all know, are just absolute cheat codes.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Nice. Well, yeah, glad to have you on. Uh, like I said, first guest ever, so it's good to have yeah, someone to nice talk to instead you, of just. Uh, uh,
1: hopefully, I hopefully I set a high bar. Or yeah, maybe bring me back and we'll go from there.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, you're not just a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, yeah, thanks for sharing. And uh, so before we dive into the football side of it, um, sure. last week, uh, one of the real-life segments that we did was me just talking through life goals, and I've kind of been thinking through some of those, so I'll put you on the spot sure. here. And um, yeah, what, what are some either life goals you have or just kind of goals in the next five or 10 years, um, it can be things you're passionate about, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, this is awesome. I think I, I'm glad you put this whole segment in here. Um, and I enjoyed listening to it last week too. So yeah, next year I'll be 30. Um, as crazy as that seems, um, obviously the cliche goal is to kind of be married and kids within the next handful of years. I think that's one of the biggest goals I have. Um, hopeful to travel more in the next couple of years as well. I really want to get overseas and go to Europe. Um, would love to go to Italy, Germany, Ireland, some places like that. Kind of learn more about my history as well, um, and kind of just see where, obviously, where our ancestors came from. Okay. Um, with do me you, being kind of, go do ahead. you have
0: a particular family in any of those places? And in- uh, Ireland Ger- roots, Germany okay.
1: for sure. Um, yeah, so my mom's side kind of dates back to there, um, and would just yeah be able to hopefully go back and kind of figure out who came over when, all that kind of stuff, and yeah, just learn more about it. I think that would be pretty neat. I've never been – I've been out of the country, obviously, to Mexico and some places like that, but never been over there. So I think that would be probably top of the the bucket list over the next handful of years to do that. Um, But then, yeah, also just me kind of being an outdoorsy, sportsy guy. uh, I love to fish and hunt, and I think one of the biggest things I want to do is take my dad up to Canada and do some pike fishing and something like that up there for a full week and kind of just – see that adventure and catch some big fish up there with him. Um, going back to just obviously the sports side of things, I'm a Red Sox fan as well, so hopefully getting out to Boston, maybe see a Sunday night game of the Yankees-Red Sox out there. I think that would be top of the bucket list item um, for me in regards to just sports items. And then, yeah, just bigger life goals, obviously. hope we'll have car and student loans paid off in the next handful of years too. Um, okay transitioning careers, and hopefully that's kind of the top of the list in regards to personal goals. Yeah. Getting those paid off and kind of going about it that way. Just bought a house last summer, um, so obviously keep chipping away at that payment. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I think...
0: You trying to pay it uh, off early?
1: I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those... (laughs) That's a a big deal there. And um, yeah, I was fortunate enough to to move in at the right time, and yeah, I'm kind of working on that, but definitely are uh, making progress in regards to all areas of payments for those three big payments for sure nice yeah
0: well yeah thanks for sharing thanks for opening up that side of you um yeah i'm like i said i'm big big on goals and just been thinking about it more recently and yeah it's just fun to fun to dream and yeah, yeah, I I, love I think it.
1: this that was a great addition to last week's episode that you added in. I appreciate it. Obviously, you opening up too about stuff that was going on and kind of what you're looking forward to doing in the next handful of years. And I think that's something you can do weekly with guests and kind of put, put them on the spot a little bit in regards to professional and personal goals. I think that's that's awesome to kind of learn more about not only guests, but then just people in general.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, so let's uh let's hop into football. So it. we'll do uh, kind of a week three review. So like yeah. I usually do, I'll just uh, run through the games here and we can talk through players. We like, perf- you know, top fantasy performers, things like that. Sure. So from the last Thursday night game, Pittsburgh versus Cleveland, I think the story of that game was the George Pickens catch. I don't know if you saw yeah, that.
1: I did. Yeah, that was uh, that's definitely up there for catch of the year so far. Um, He's made two pretty unbelievable catches. I think one in the preseason and that one last week. Um, yeah. I, I, they, it feels inevitable that ha, they have to get him more involved in the offense just yeah. based on some of the flash plays you've seen. But, yeah, that was by far the the highlight of the game from the, on the Pittsburgh side of things for sure.
0: Yeah. So, that a better catch or the Odell catch was better?
1: <laughs> the Odell one, just because it happened. Obviously, I know Thursday night is technically prime time. Yeah, But the Odell one being it was like Sunday night game against Dallas, too, in New York, I think that yeah. one ha- still has to reign supreme.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, you're comparing the Pickens catch to the Beckham catch because the Beckham catch happened first, and they're they're pretty similar, so... Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: and you're not... Nobody's really talking about the week prior. Deontay made a crazy one, too, against the Pats. Okay. Up the left-hand sideline, he made a kind of one hand behind his head again too. So yeah, they have a couple of just athletic freaks on the outside and um yeah, but I still have to rain. I still have to go OBJ for that for yeah that catch. Yeah,
0: I think I'd agree with you. Yeah. So uh yeah, Cleveland won the game twenty nine seventeen. Um yeah that pickens catch even though he only had five point four fantasy points, he uh he still definitely made a name for himself and I kind of yeah. think that's gonna be the story of the either this coming week or the next few weeks is the, the rookies. So Pickens, Brees hall. Um, yeah, a lot of the receivers, I think, I think they're going to start escalating this, this week. So it should be fun to to look at that. I've
1: seen a handful of them make kind of just weekly splash plays, getting more and more involved in the offense. Yeah. It just feels like the first two weeks, you're kind of still learning the playbook and kind of getting their feet wet in regards to snaps. And, um, routes run, on targets, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, this fourth week typically is when you kind of see things ramp up.
0: Yeah. Um, who else had a big night from that game? Nick Chubb, 23 carries, 113 yards and a touchdown. David Njoku, nine receptions for 10 yard or, uh, yeah, nine for 10, 89 yards and a touchdown. Um, yep. So pretty big games from them. Um, sneaky low score from – Brissette, though, only 17.9 fantasy points. but
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, he was hyper-targeting Njoku and Coop on the entire night. Amari Cooper, another big game. Yeah. Back-to-back back weeks of 100 receiving yards and a touchdown. Um, we'll talk about him a little bit later. But, yeah, I think that offense obviously will continue to run through Nick Chubb um, until Watson gets back and adds the extra element of running. I think it has to run through um, Chubb and Hunt, which obviously, 23 attempts for 113. That's great yards per carry. And obviously, you fell into the end zone, kind of jumping over the pile on that fourth down um, to make it a two possession game at the at the end. But yeah, it was kind of start to finish, um, kind of all Browns and your your studs that you started. Besides Hunt, everybody else pretty much performed for you. Yeah.
0: All right, and then we had New Orleans versus Carolina. Carolina won twenty-two to fourteen.
1: Yep, this one hurts.
0: Yeah, for you especially, being a New Orleans yeah. fan, they're they're this one and two really off to a rough start.
1: Rough start, rough quarterback play the last two weeks, especially um, going back to the the Bucks game. I mean, just the the amount of interceptions has to be cut down. Um, it, it it's, if it continues, this will be a non-playoff team, which hurts me to say. Yeah. Um, but in regards to just overall playmakers, the lack of usage for Camara, albeit had 15 carries on and seven targets, only resulting in 73 total yards. That, that feels like it should have resulted in more for potentially 22 opportunities mm-hmm. um, and 17 total touches. But, yeah, just not a lot of red zone opportunities for the Saints thus far. Uh, thankfully, we kind of go back to the rookies. Olave um, has looked fantastic the last couple weeks. Yeah. Led the team for nine for 147 on 13 targets, which is a monster game. Uh, yeah, that, that has to continue going forward. Also, with potentially Landry and Michael Thomas both banged up. Mm-hmm. This week, they play um, Minnesota in England. So, Oh, yeah,
0: that's the Alave. London game. I forgot about that.
1: It is, yeah. Yep, so that Viking secondary has been somewhat beatable thus far. Um, I think that that would be an opportunity where if those two are banged up, he would probably slide into that kind of wide receiver two, three range, if not a little higher kind of just depending on usage thus far. So, yeah, I mean, in regards to Carolina too, you kind of just had one splash play really. It was LaVishka Chennault who they traded for mm-hmm. in the off season. Um, caught a 76-yard touchdown and kind of just stole all the momentum from the Saints there, and they ended up winning the game. So, really, yeah. nothing too crazy there. Obviously, McCaffrey over 100 yards, um, but just not catching the ball that much. Right, which is a su- surprise
0: for a lot of people, for sure.
1: Yeah, compared to what we're seeing, especially for a guy that was probably 1-1 or 1-2 in most draft redraft right. leagues. Um, yeah, if he – isn't really catching the ball, albeit he averaged four yards a carry. Um, still pretty efficient. But, yeah, if they got if they get him more involved, that is a, that's a quality team if Baker is able to play well.
0: Yeah. Panthers defense had a pretty good day. And uh, I, I'm surprised at how much Robbie Anderson has fallen off a cliff. Well, I'm surprised and I'm not surprised. He had his 21-point yeah. week, week one, and then he's scored yeah. a combined less than three points in the last two weeks, so. Uh, yeah
1: I mean it's it feels like unless he's catching which and it, it was week one he caught that seventy five yarder I believe against the giants, yeah um and take that out of there it's still a bad game for him, so it feels like he's due for one of those every three to four games um and you're kind of just guessing at that point if it's gonna be the week that you start him and if it's not it's it's gonna be a eighteen point just hole on your bench unfortunately,
0: right, yeah, he's almost better as a as a best ball player oh for sure, yeah. All right, so Houston at Chicago. Chicago eked it out 23-20. to 20. Okay. I uh, I kind of think this was – I didn't actually get to watch this, but there probably wasn't much to watch besides uh, Khalil Herbert going bananas, 20 carries for 157 yards and two touchdowns. Um, yeah, Fields just doesn't look good. Darnell Mooney hasn't done anything at all. Cole Komet was kind of primed to be a breakout he hasn't done much either so
1: yeah i mean i i'll be honest i didn't get to see a lot of this game i saw just highlights um obviously the montgomery injury is something to monitor going forward he missed practice today they're still listing day-to-day but obviously um you're kind of seeing conflicting reports there or it's either a knee injury or a high ankle one which high ankle ones we've seen are four to six weeks kind of depending on severity um, but yeah, as a guy that has Herbert and his fourteen teamer on his bench, I'm I'm hopeful. It sounds bad, but I'm hopeful for possibly for one or two games out of Herbert. Just we we've seen such good running out of him. It feels like it's a gonna be a smash bot against the Giants. Who just gave up 100 yards and on Tony Pollard on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in regards to the Texans side of things, um, Damian Pierce is now kind of seems to be locked in as the RB one there. Yeah, dominated touches yet again.
0: Right. 20 carries versus Rex Burkhead, just three.
1: So. Exactly. Yeah. 20 for 80 and a touch. Um, so, yeah, four yards a carry and a touchdown. Obviously, there ended with 15 and a half point PPR scoring format. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't get to see a lot of this game. Obviously, you can kind of read the box score and just kind of see that once Montgomery went out, it was just the Herbert show. and Yeah. Yeah. And he showed out when it, with the touches. So,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm excited to see what. Uh, Damian Pierce does and how he comes along so yeah
1: I think like, like like we talked about it the first week was all Rex Burkhead the last two weeks they've gotten more and more involved um this week obviously they played the Chargers who were coming off a kind of a beatdown. obviously the Jags had, handed them at home so um we'll see what happens there but I think it's yeah he seems to be locked in as kind of an RB2 going forward just based on volume
0: yeah for sure and the heartbreak of the week for me, Chiefs losing yeah. to Indianapolis seventeen to twenty. I was so I was at work on Sunday and I asked someone, uh, you know, what the score was and they're like, Oh, it was you actually, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. you and my sister came in yeah. and uh yeah, you were like, Oh, they're about to lose seventeen twenty to the Colts and I was like, What? Like I thought you were messing with me and yeah. it oh it. That hurt deep, especially because the Colts yeah. got shut out last week versus who was it? The Jags, I think. And yep, yeah, I had money on this game and yeah. did not uh, did not win that. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I watched the, door of the first half there. Um, I mean, yeah, it just was kind of a sluggish, kind of very. Sl- I mean, obviously the Colts play a very slow paced game just with Jonathan Taylor, just feeding him. Uh, but yeah, it was. Kind of a boring, methodical game, kind of until the second half things opened up a little bit. Uh, I thought the Chiefs were going to win it. Obviously, Amendola, the kicker, missing the, I think, 33-yarder late in the fourth quarter, kind of sealed the fate of the game there. Um, Not a lot of offense to report, obviously, on the Chiefs side of things. Running the ball-wise wasn't wasn't great from anybody. I mean, as crazy as this is, Clyde Edwards-Lair ended up with seven carries for zero yards but happened to just fall into the end zone for, I think his only positive run of the game, I think it was a two yard run. Yeah. Um, yeah. and ended up with obviously five catches for 39 yards on five targets, but um, yeah, just was kind of a all around slow game for kind of all your studs, to be honest. I mean, JT only ended up with 10 Pittman ended up with 11. Um, yeah. Just nothing really too exciting there. Obviously this was a big game, I think for Vegas, Vegas lost a lot of money on this game. Yeah. Um, from what I heard and what I read, this was a lot of teaser type of bets for people. I think he got got bet down to zero or minus one, whatever it was, whatever the line closed at. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, you're, you were expecting, obviously, more offense from a, from a Chiefs offense that gets to go indoors on the turf and kind yeah. of throw it around, and they just didn't really do it.
0: Yeah. Yep, sad day moving on from that game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another shocker, Bills lose to Miami, 19-21. to um, I mean, Josh Allen had a pretty good day, honestly. 42 completions for 400 yards and two touchdowns. Um, 63 attempts. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Tua came back down to earth and only threw one touchdown, uh, coming down from his six touchdowns the previous week. Yep. Um, yeah, I... I don't know, not much else to say about this game for me. Um, Chase yeah, Edmonds had two touchdowns, so he did well. But
1: Two touchdowns on seven touches. Yeah. So take that for what it's worth. I, I still think um, most are still playing more snaps, higher percentage of snaps. Uh, it seemed like just Edmonds got the two goal line carries last week and kind of just happened like I said, fall in the end zone. But, yeah, yeah, I think in regards to just – yeah, the craziness of 63 attempts, and um, I think one of the biggest takeaways, obviously, too, was the involvement of Singletary in the passing game for the Bills, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking at a guy maybe to play on DraftKings or FanDuel, whatever your preferred side is, 11 targets last week, that's pretty significant. Obviously, yeah. 63 attempts, you're kind of going to sling it around everybody. Um, but, yeah, 9 for 78 and a touchdown through the air for Singletary, I mean, that – does some pretty big things for a fantasy stat line, especially after he ended up that 13 rushing yards. So maybe something to monitor going forward, especially if they're not using James Cook in the passing game.
0: Yeah, and he tied for the team leading targets. So Diggs had 11, Singletary had 11. Um, yeah, McKenzie Isaiah McKenzie had nine. Gabe Davis had yeah. six targets. Austin Knox four. So yeah, it's a good, good week for Singletary Where are
1: you for at sure. With like. So with with Dawson Knox for example, are are you at the point where you're possibly looking to move on from him? Just looking at game logs, I mean, 2 targets, 5 targets, 4 targets. He's Allen's throwing it around everybody and doesn't seem like it's Knox. I mean, are you at the point where you're possibly moving on from him?
0: I yeah, I mean I'm I'm on the edge for sure. I uh I do remember reading, you know, something about his stats from last year and how he was definitely due for some touchdown regression. I think he had yep. like eight last year on uh, not a, a huge amount of targets. So, yeah. um, and a couple of those were, you know, two to a game that he had. So, um, yeah, last year he only had one game over 100 yards receiving. So, I mean, there were a lot of weeks even last year where we had four targets, three targets. Five targets, three targets, and then a couple others where he had eight, ten, six, nine. So Yeah. He Yeah, I I I don't know. Just I think kind of, it's, it's just kinda
1: of gauging those things possibly for the listeners if they're in that situation where they maybe waited and they missed the top five or so tight ends and they took just the best available one between like him or Ertz, for example. Um, yeah, just kind of seeing where you're at with that. Obviously only a couple I mean, like I said, two, five, and four target thus far and still only playing right around 75% of snaps or so. Um, But, yeah, obviously if they're throwing the ball 63 times a game, um, there's going to be targets obviously to go around and they play Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Kansas City the next three games. So probably – I mean, the Pittsburgh one feels like a win there. The Baltimore and Kansas City, especially both being on the road, are definitely ones where I expect Allen to be throwing it around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, just kind of see where you're at. So,
0: yeah, I mean, even as a uh, as a flip to that, if if you are looking, um, Hayden Hurst is probably available for sure. the Bengals. He's been off to a pretty hot start. Eight targets his first game, seven his second game. Um, hasn't done a ton with them, but you know, yeah. targets lead opportunities. And then, in my mind, coming out of nowhere, Tyler Conklin for the Jets. He's a yeah. uh, seen seven targets or more in every game so far this season so maybe it's just um you know it's the Flacco, Flacco effect um so we'll, we'll see if that usage continues i think this was Flacco's last week and yep. um yeah. yeah so we'll see but week
1: to kinda, yeah this would be a good week to kind of monitor where those targets go obviously because it was elijah Moore. it seemed like A lot in the preseason for Zach Wilson, um, who's kind of been up and down. Obviously, thus far too Elijah Moore that is, but yeah. If Conklin can stay in that kind of six to eight target range every week, I mean, yeah, he's definitely a viable option all formats. Yeah. So
0: for sure. All right, let's. uh, Minnesota. Yeah, keep rolling through our games here. Uh, Minnesota against Detroit. Um, Detroit, you know, they've been looking frisky. All year and somehow just find a way to lose these close games. It seems like twenty-eight to twenty-four. Um, yeah, yeah. What did What did you but, like about this game? What did you see in this game?
1: I was about to say this is a team in the lines that you can just kind of continue to bet on, just take the points because it seems like they're going to be in a lot of one-score games all year. Um, yeah, I mean, this game was obviously close throughout. Um, you kind of had a couple running backs get banged up in this. Dalvin Cook ended up hurting his shoulder at one point in the game mm-hmm. um, and Madison came in and scored a late touchdown in that. Um, Swift kind of came into the game questionable um, and ended up only having 10 total touches in it, only resulting in 46 total yards um, which then allowed Jamal Williams to kind of come in and dominate touches and up with 20 carries for 87 yards and two scores. So he obviously is kind of at the top of the list in regards to ads throughout the week. Hopefully you did it last night and were able to pick him up. It sounds like Swift could miss a couple games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Campbell, I think, came out today or yesterday and said they might hold him out through their bye week, I think, which is week six. Um, but, yeah, in regards to just overall the rest of the game, I think the biggest takeaway for me was Justin Jefferson only ended up with three catches for 17 right. yards. Um it's crazy. PFF still rating Jeff Okuda very, very highly thus far. Uh, it seemed like he shadowed him almost the entire game and pretty much put the clamps on him. Mm-hmm. Um, O'Connell came out after the game and said they need to do a better job of moving moving him around like they did week one against the Packers. You kind of saw them yeah. line up a lot in the backfield. Um, he did a little bit of that against the Eagles in week uh, two, but not as much as past week, which... Shame on them for that after you kind of saw him just get opened constantly. But, yeah, obviously a big bounce-back week possibly against the Saints. Um, expect to see a lot of Lattimore shadowing for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows how that's going to go.
0: Right, hopefully not enough fight and another injection. And
1: <laughs> Yeah, uh, that would be bad for me because he's, he's my stud on my 14-teamer. So, um, yeah, I, I'm hopeful for a bounce-back week there. But, yeah, in regards to everybody else, K.J. Osborne caught a touchdown. Thielen caught a touchdown. He looked like his old self there. Um, Yeah, I mean, anything else in regards to this game that kind of stood out to you?
0: Yeah, only other thing I would say is um, Amon Ross St. Brown still looks like a beast. Um, Yeah. I kind of thought his peak was, you know, last year, and he'd be one of those guys that would just kind of fade off. And it's – I – they reeled me in with, uh, uh, hard knocks I know. and, uh, you know, story of his dad and his brother and then them working out and just his, you know, well, personal sure. drive. And, and I was like, no, I'm not going to get sucked in. I'm going to stick to my guns. I don't, I don't think he's going to do it. And then, you know, he's, he's killing it. So he's, yeah,
1: I mean, 12, 12 and nine targets thus far, um, three touchdowns already, he's got two carries for 68 yards which he did that we did that week too against washington so yeah i mean it's, he seems like a, obviously a bona fide stud yeah number um, three ranked last,
0: receiver through three yeah, weeks so
1: it seems like he's here to stay obviously I do agree with last year though it kind of seemed like he was just the last one last healthy receiver that they had and he just got hyper targeted at the very end of the year um but yeah it seems like he's legit so uh another thing just to monitor with him just didn't practice today. It says an ankle injury. So, something to monitor there. I saw him and Hawk both didn't practice. So, just something to keep an eye out for if you are obviously rolling him out as basically your wide receiver rolling. So,
0: yeah. All right. Baltimore and New England. Um, this was an interesting yeah. game because to look at the box score, you think Baltimore just rolled all game. And New England kind of sneaky kept up with them. And, and to me, I mean, Mac Jones wasn't. Looking that bad, passing the eye test. He only, I mean, he only has eighteen fantasy points, but he yep. uh, he was being bold. They they both kind of had bad interceptions, Mac Jones and Lamar Jackson. But yeah. yeah, Lamar Jackson that with the legs, he's he'll just get you every time, and he's he's Might a smart bad, runner too. Like you could, that's that's what I saw is just he knew when to to stop. He wasn't trying to be fancy you know, and, and you know, he would get, run out of bounds. He would, yeah, he wasn't trying to make the home run play every time, but, but a lot of them were home run plays. So. Yeah.
1: And like we said at the very beginning, like we're all running quarterbacks, so it'd be, uh, Lamar hurts, Kyler. It's just, it's a, it's an extra element. It's just a cheat code really in fantasy. Uh, and yeah, I mean, 40 plus points on our scoring format. And yeah, going back to your point there though, uh, the biggest thing from I, I would take away is kind of now I would be targeting teams that are playing against the pack or against the, the Pats, I should say. Uh, Mac Jones sounds like he's going to be out for several weeks yeah. very high ankle sprain. So potentially Brian Hoyer or the rookie Bailey Zappi that they're going to play at quarterback. Uh, yeah, I, I would expect to see a lot of Ramondre Stevenson, who was good in this game, 12 for 73 and a touch, and then had four catches for 28 yards. I would expect to see a lot of him and Damian Harris as well. But yeah, I, I other than takeaways from just Lamar being elite and electric on the ground, Dobbins got worked in slowly. I expect to see more of him next mm-hmm. week, um, albeit against Buffalo. But yeah, he got his feet wet a little bit. Um, but yeah, just Lamar. Like like we talked about, seems like it is uh it is legit. The past couple of games being 40 plus, and obviously the number one quarterback in fantasy.
0: Yeah, a report from today looks like Brian Hoyer is expected to start week four. So There you go. um, He's, what, 37, 36? Yeah, Um,
1: just a veteran. I I expect to see a lot of screens, right? So Ramondre probably a good play in half-point, full-point formats. Probably relatively cheap, still on DK or FanDuel like I talked about earlier. Those pass catching running back, different aspects in there.
0: He looks strong, too, on, on his runs, Ramondre did.
1: I think... Both him and Damian Harris, the, but... Yeah, by the end of the year, it feels like Romangio will be the true one Um, just based on kind of usage and yeah. how preseason hype obviously kind of works, too. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's inevitable that he kind of takes over that backfield.
0: Yeah. And last but not least, can't uh, say enough about Mark Andrews. 8 for 13, 89 yards with two touchdowns. Jackson went to him early and often, and that second touchdown, I still don't know how he fit that into that tight window, and yeah, that was an insane, insane be, pass, insane yeah. catch.
1: It seems like he's uh, – he has. it's going to sound weird. He has almost has that, that little Cooper Cup-ish thing to him where he seems like he's always open on plays.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, obviously, OCs do a great job of scheming open their best players, and he's by far their best pass catcher. Um, yeah, I expect to see games like that going forward and – he'll probably end up as the tight end one on the year. If Kelsey doesn't have multiple games where he goes for hundred plus in a couple yeah. scores, uh, it just seems like it's turning in that, that direction again for injuries after he did it last year too. So
0: Yep. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, Bengals and the Jets. Bengals 27, Jets 12. Um, gosh, Flacco 2.4 fantasy points. He, Yikes. All I've heard and seen this year is that he's been struggling, and they're, yeah, probably glad to be done with him. Uh, um, yeah, at least for score. now. So, fifty-two,
1: yeah, fifty-two attempts again for him. Man, we saw a lot of passes this past week. Holy cow. yeah!
0: And then on the Bengals side of it, um, they mixed in P. Ryan a little more. Did Joe Mixon get injured? Or I think they just rotated were they just, them. I think Ryan okay. ended
1: up having a, a, I think a long, I want to say it was a longish touchdown run. Okay. Um, yeah, but I, I didn't see a lot of this one to be honest. So
0: yeah, and uh, fairly even um, with the distribution for the receivers for the Bengals. Tyler Boyd yeah. had a big big week um, as far as fantasy points, twenty one point five. With the scoring that yeah. we use, um, but we also have a bonus for forty and fifty, you know, plus yard touchdowns. Sure. But still, over hundred yards receiving. T. Higgins yeah. had ninety-three yards. Jamar Chase, um, concerned at all? I mean, he had six targets, uh, only twenty-nine yards. Think,
1: yeah, I think I'm not concerned at all. Really, um, I was going to say too. Just going back to T. Higgins too. He almost made an incredible touchdown catch. Um, so that 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 stat line could have been even bigger for him. I think because I think it was a twenty-plus yard touchdown that got called off. Yeah. Um, he seems like a locked-in kind of fringe, another wide receiver one for them. Yeah. Um, but in regards to Chase, I'm not concerned really at all. He saw a lot of Sauce Gardner in this game, who kind mm-hmm. of was John back and forth with him, which is good to see out of a rookie. Kind of have that kind of attitude with uh, with the second-year player out of Chase, especially yeah. the year he had. Um, no, I sixteen targets, nine targets, ten targets. Sure, the the usage has been a little lower the past two games, fifty four yards and twenty nine yards, uh, but still on the field for ninety plus percent of plays. So yeah, he's still a he's still a top four wide receiver for me going forward, and I expect yeah several games like he had in week one. So no yeah. no issues.
0: Yep, and then uh, tight end for the Jets, Tyler Conklin, um, yeah, continues to to be used a lot. Uh, seven targets, nine targets, eight targets. Uh pretty he, and he too. caught, eight yeah, yeah, caught all eight, yeah. So, all right, moving on. To, be, oh, go ahead.
1: No, say it'll be interesting to see what Wilson does this week. If he comes back and continues to target him, um, that's great. Then you can then you can use him going forward. If not, then may have to find an alternative option. But yeah, if it's eight for eight, pretty pretty efficient there.
0: Yeah. All right, Vegas off to zero and three start. They played the John. Titans, <laughs> lost twenty-two to twenty-four. I did not get to watch this game, but looked like Derrick Henry had a Derrick Henry type game. Um, seemed like Mac Collins came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, yeah, ten targets, want- eight receptions, one hundred and fifty-eight yards and a touchdown. Um, so. Same amount he's of targets s- as Devontae Adams, but
1: Yeah. Obviously he did a lot more with it. He's been sneaky efficient to the like last week get five for sixty six, played ninety seven percent of snaps this week played or eighty seven percent of snaps, this week played ninety seven percent of snaps. Um yeah, I think he's just kind of locked in as a wide receiver two on that team, which obviously if you're Derek Carr and you throw it forty four times a game, you gotta throw it to somebody else besides Waller and Adams. Yeah. Um I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of this, too. I think the biggest takeaway I have, just from kind of looking at the box score, too, is Derrick Henry had six targets and five receptions for 58 yards. He doesn't often do that. That's typically a Hilliard or Haskins type of role. They come in on third down and just kind of catch those dump-offs from mm-hmm. Uh If he's able to do that going forward, he's going to be a smash play for a lot of leagues and a lot of guys that drafted him at the one, two, one, three spot. Um, you don't really expect that type of usage in the passing game. If you get that going forward, that's just, yeah. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. So on to the Eagles and the commanders. I, I mean, I think Eagles got to be in the conversation for top team in the NFC. And I mean, maybe NFL they're, I agree, they're killing yeah. it. Hurts is he's on fire
1: on fire. This game was over at halftime. Um, Hertz, I believe, had most of those yards. I think he had 270 in, in the three touchdowns in the first half, I want to say. Um, but, yeah, just spreading the ball around. Devonta Smith finally showed up for a, a smash spot. Uh, A.J. Brown was good again, 5 for 85 and a touchdown. Um, yeah, the commander's O-line just was horrible all day. I think Wentz got sacked eight times or nine times this game. Yeah, I think it was so, nine. Like, if you're looking for a, a defense to stream, I would potentially target that one, albeit they do have some playmakers on offense, uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, Curtis Samuel as well. But, yeah, I I agree with your points. I think the Eagles are one of the teams to beat. If Hurts is able to continue to play that well, um, and obviously he adds the aspect of, of the additional groundwork too, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Tough game it seems like obviously this week too, which feels weird to say for them playing the Jags. I believe the Jags have one of the best ranked defenses thus far on the season. I think one of the highest sack percentages too. So yeah. I would expect to see more rushing from Hurts this week. But yeah, in regards to this game, it was it was over really before it started. Just was all Eagles, all of the Eagles pass catchers just was too easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Eagles defense only six points allowed, nine sacks, two forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. So they were they were on it for sure. Yeah. So Jacksonville against the Chargers, I think at at face value, this was probably one of the surprises of the week, if not the surprise of the week. For sure. You know, Herbert's still dealing with that uh, rib injury. But, uh, yeah, Jags just able to lay it on him. James Robinson looked great. I'm amazed that he's, you know, been able to bounce back this quickly from his, uh, what was it, Achilles last year. And it was late last year too. It was like end of the season. So I think a lot of people were expecting way more of a timeshare or just way more of, of Travis Etienne. So, um, yeah, big surprise there. And Trevor Lawrence, um, didn't watch it, but in just some of the commentary I've heard about the game is he's not, you know, making all-star throws, but he's he's making smart plays and he's kind of yeah. getting more comfortable and growing into it. Um, so, yeah.
1: I. Good call on the Robinson play of last week. Um, that one is obviously a, a jackpot for you. Um, yeah. So uh, good, good on you. Um, yeah. I, I mean, he had three receivers go go over double digits. I mean, Christian Kirk, I believe, is the yeah sixth ranked receiver in half point PPR scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, twelve six and six, or twelve six and nine targets thus far. Six receptions in each game. and Three touchdowns already. Um, running a lot of routes. Zay Jones seems like he's locked in as a wide receiver too. Running a lot of routes as well. He had 10 receptions for 85 and a touch this week. Um, yeah, I think on the Chargers side of things, I think obviously this is hopeful a bounce back spot. You play the Texans this week. Um, if they don't get right here, I have serious, serious concerns. Um, I did see today that their tackle Slater and Bosa both went on the IR, so they're out four weeks for them so just more things to deal with for an already banged-up quarterback. But, yeah, yeah, I think one of the biggest things to, to notice is just obviously the lack of work, I guess, if you want to call it that, for Eckler, only four carries for five yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, thankfully, he saved his day with eight, eight receptions for 48 yards, but still under 10 points and a half-point scoring format. So, um, yeah, for somebody that was drafted often in the kind of mid to late round one, if you were kind of able to get him there, um, some serious questions there, but, yeah, in regards to that, they need Keenan Allen back in a hurry. Yeah, they um, do. So.
0: For sure. Um, well, let's breeze through these last few games. Uh, Rams yeah, at uh, Cardinals. Rams 120-12. to um, Yeah, I Big mean. game for Hollywood Brown. Right. His his connection with Kyler looks Looks good. Um, Looks real for sure. 17 targets, that's crazy. 14 receptions, 140 yards. Yeah, that's – he had himself a day for sure.
1: Yeah, Akers seems like he's now the one. uh, I mean, had three times as many carries as Henderson did, 12 for 61 and a touch. um, And did lose a fumble. They came out – McVeigh came out after the game and made comment about how they're going to continue to give him work regardless of the turnover. Um so that's obviously got to be encouraging if you do have him and you took him kind of as a as an RB2 initially kind of seems like he's locked in there. Um yeah, the the Cardinals need the hot back in a in a bad way too. They do, yeah. Um besides besides having throw the ball to Hollywood Brown 17 times and Greg Dortch 10 times, um not a lot of offense to go around. James Conner was decent on his on his um Total opportunities here, yeah for, yeah 13 for 39 and then three for 18 through the air they kingsbury came out today and said they want to get him more involved so take that for what it's worth they play at carolina this week which could be a downpour weather game for them so um hopefully this is a good bounce back spot for him but yeah on the, on the ram side of things obviously higby was good again cup was good again um another down week from Allen robinson but it's just going to be one of those things that i feel like that it's going to be up and down for him all year, you kind of just don't know when to start him and you're going to just take your best guess. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, I uh, only because I have him on one or two of my fantasy teams, A.J. Green, I'm still very surprised at his lack of usage just with his, you know, veteran presence there and, and yeah, just his smarts. And I'm just really, really surprised that Kyler's not looking his way more. But, uh, I mean, they did make the trade for Marquise Brown – for that reason to, to use them. Sure. But I think, you know, with Greg Dortch coming out of nowhere, Zach Ertz, you know, still getting targeted about eight or 10 times yeah. a game. He's, yeah, it's not a lot to go around, not left for AJ. Yeah. So
1: points doesn't really highlight um, or give us a lot to highlight. So hopefully this, like I said, you play Carolina this week, um, albeit possibly could be a bad weather game, but feed James Connor, I And mean, that's all I can really probably suggest for the, the Cardinals offense and kind of go about it that way and,
0: yeah, continue to use Hollywood the way they're using them, so. Yeah. Cool, cool. All only right. Yeah. Fe- yeah, Falcons uh, beat up on Seattle, 27 to 23. Um, I, I mean, Falcons are only 1 and 2, but I think they've kind of been in most games and they've Shouldn't been be feisty, the so, yeah. yeah. So, it's going to be
1: the Saints in Week One. Uh, I mean, Cordero. If you went zero RB and took him as kind of your wide or your RB one de facto, um, has been pretty dang good to be honest. Um, besides Week Two against LA, which we understand's tough to run against regardless. Um, but yeah, went for 120 and a touch against the uh, Saints Week One, and then went for 141 and a touch against Seattle. Um, obviously, you kind of think as Cordero as a, as a wide receiver not a lot of targets thus far this year only four total catches um, but if you're averaging six yards a carry I mean you're going to get a lot of opportunities so yeah yeah, that's my biggest takeaway from that side of thing or side of things um, it was good to see Pitts go for 87 obviously you hope he falls into the end zone at one of these points if you drafted him as kind of your as your high end tight end um, it feels inevitable where he's going to catch one of those or catch a, catch one and bust a long one but um, yeah, in regards to Seattle side of things, they're still working in. Kenneth Walker, only three carries. It still seems like Penny's the RB1 there. Um, Geno Smith was decent, albeit. I mean, 44 attempts, 325 and two touchdowns mm-hmm. at the interception. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Metcalf and Lockett were both decent. Will Disley caught another touchdown this week. Um, yeah, it was a close game. I, I might watch a pretty good amount of highlights for this one. Um, just based, just because of CPAT was running kind of wild all over them. But yeah, yeah, I, I expect the Falcons to kind of be in a lot of games and I expect the Seahawks to kind of throw it a lot. So um, DK and Lockheed both feel like viable options going forward, kind of just depending on the matchup too. So
0: And they got Kyle Pitts involved. Thank you, <laughs> football gods. <laughs> yeah, it,
1: like I said, it feels inevitable for him to finally find the end zone. Um, yeah. After after he had two straight weeks of only two catches it was good to see him catch five and yeah. Um, I think he had a long one too in the first half. So
0: yep, and then Falcons kicker young way coup number 1 <laughs> kicker so far. He's been yep. doing his thing. All right, Packers at Tampa Bay. Um this was Yeah. Boring. It was it was tough to call that a game. Um Yeah. Yeah, Rodgers and Brady both just kind of looked off. Uh, I was excited to see Romeo Dobbs more involved. I think, you know, going back to my original point earlier in the episode, I think uh, he's one of the rookies that that's going to have a, a good week and he's just going to keep ascending, I think so.
1: Yeah, and it was good to see after a report came out saying that they were going to use him more. Obviously, with Watkins going on the IR, they kind of had to. uh, But more often than not, you kind of are skeptical of coaches that say they're going to use their rookies more, and they don't often do that. But, yeah, 8 for 8 for 73 and a touch. It was good to see him get involved. Lazard caught a touchdown after missing, I believe, week one, getting back involved there. Um, Yeah, and obviously the Packers running back usage was kind of weird. Both had 12 uh, carries. Aaron Jones lost the fumble. Uh, yeah, I think going forward, obviously, you have to play them both just because they're such a split backfield. But mm-hmm. yeah, on the, on the Bucs side of things, Fournette literally had all of the touches for the running backs yep. for the Buccaneers. So, I mean, at, the, at the, this point, Rashad White's just merely a stash uh, in a kind of a deeper format if you wanted to drop him. And maybe, maybe you didn't pick up a. Herbert or maybe a Brian Robinson kind of stashed either of those guys instead. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I would say just continue to look for the Bucs to use him or use Lenny more. You get your receivers back this week potentially in Godwin and Evans. Right. um,
0: That'll be huge for Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, big for them. But yeah, in regards to anything else, I mean, both defenses played pretty well. A couple sacks for each side of things. um, And obviously only allowing 12 and 14 points is going to keep you in a lot of Fantasy games, if those are your starting defenses, too. So,
0: yep. And um, the slugfest of the week: San Francisco against What's Denver, ten to
1: eleven. <laughs> <laughs> that sums it up, man. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. I, I was mean, joking around
1: the- with my friends that we spent three and a half hours just watching that because there's nothing else better to do. But really, that was. Yeah, neither quarterback
0: Yeah, neither quarterback over 10 fantasy points. Um, I don't know if anyone had over 15 fantasy points. The Broncos' defense, at least in our scoring format, 17 points, mostly just yeah. because the 49ers weren't scoring, but 10 points allowed, four sacks, one forced fumble, fumble recovery, safety, interception. So they were busy, but, yeah, it's hmm. – Yeah, I
1: mean – We'll talk about the Niners a little bit later, um, but yeah, I, obviously Jeff Wilson dominated touches there for them. Uh, they will need a big game from Jimmy G and um, Crew this week against the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, IU three for three for thirty nine in the touch. He had eight targets, and then Debo obviously five for seventy three and five carries as well for only six yards. Um, if you watch some of the highlights of this game, which I will unfortunately watch the whole game, he missed Debo on several of the kind of fake wheel screen routes that Debo ran. Oh really? Um, so he could have, he could have busted this pretty much wide open for the Niners. In my opinion, um, he was running wide open against a linebacker and Jimmy G under threw him and he kind of had to stop and catch it. And it was on like a 30 yard gain out of a 75 yard touchdown. So it could have been a monster game for him. Um, yeah, obviously, on the Broncos side of things, Gordon just happened to fall into the end zone, much to the chagrin of Javante Williams owners. Would love to see him get the goal line work there, but just doesn't. Um, but does have three more carries, 58 yards on the ground. Cortland Sutton had a big, big game, finally, um, eight for 97. Judy was quiet, um, obviously working back from the injury the week prior. But yeah, other than that, this was kind of just like I said, a boring game. You expect. Hopefully both offenses to be better going forward, and they kind of have to be in that division. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to add. That that sums it up. Yeah, that's that's all it is. Yeah. Um, And then the uh, Monday night game, Dallas um, versus New York. Um, I had fun watching this. I actually watched the Manning cast. So um, that was fun to watch them talk a little ball and then just have a couple guests on. They had Tracy Morgan on. and um,
1: McAfee was on, right?
0: Yeah, yep. Um, But yeah, fun game. It was pretty close. Uh, I think it was tied until like third quarter maybe or late in the fourth quarter. Um, And so I missed the very end. But yeah, Saquon... Um, had some good runs. Zeke, you know, got going, 15 carries, 73 yards, and a touchdown. That was his best game of the year by far. Um, CeeDee Lamb was getting, you know, his usual 11, 12 targets, um, eight receptions for 87 yards and a touchdown. He got his first touchdown of the year. Yep. So pretty decent day for Dallas and Cooper Rush's I would say serviceable. 2 and 0 this year. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, um, yeah I mean, you kind of highlighted a few things there. Saquon's been pretty much unbelievable thus far this year mm-hmm. for people that were kind of maybe waiting on him in drafts or were yeah. hesitant. Um, obviously, him just kind of being bad and injury prone the last couple of years and just playing for the Giants. Um, been really good this year, very involved through the air as well, four for 45 through the air. Um, Yeah, I think going forward, I would expect a lot of that, too. Um, On the Dallas side of things, too, uh, the the split between Zeke and Pollard still is interesting to me. 13 carries for 100 yards uh, for Pollard. He just looks so much better, so much more explosive with the ball Mm -hmm. in his hand. Uh, I had a couple probably 10-plus runs that were called back via penalty as well. So I expect that to be kind of closer to 50-50 going forward. It's kind of been like 55-45, which is totally fine if – You have Pollard as your maybe RB3 flex play each week. you got to feel pretty good based on the amount of volume he's been getting. Um, But yeah, you kind of highlighted it there. Not a lot to say, really. Cowboys defense was good. Obviously, with Giants not being able to block Micah Parsons, not many teams are going to be able to do that. Uh, Yeah, nothing really else to say about that. I would expect uh, Zeke and Pollard to get more work as long as Cooper Rush is still the quarterback for the next couple weeks and kind of just going about it that way
0: yeah yeah so um pretty decent slate of games and um are there any uh in particular you're excited for this week i think for me it's the buffalo baltimore game i wish they would be able to flex that into a later game you know that'd be perfect for a sunday night game
1: yeah for sure that one um I do think the two Sunday night, Monday night games are both going to be good. Kansas City, Tampa Bay. That one potentially could be moved due to weather, I saw. Um, that could be played up in Minneapolis um, since, obviously, those two teams, Minnesota's playing over in England. Yeah. And then, yeah, Monday night with the Rams at the Niners. So, yeah, there's a couple of good games. Uh, there's a couple of games between interesting records. Like, the somebody between the Giants and the Bears is going to be 3-1, which just feels crazy. <laughs> um,
0: and then – I think yeah, – uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Jacksonville, Philly has a potential to be sneaky uh, game of the week there.
1: Yeah, I I think that one is gonna be good, and obviously weather uh, dependent there too. It sounds like they could get some rain, but yeah, something between Baltimore and uh, Buffalo is gonna be two and two as well. Um, yeah, handful of good games. I'm excited for the, like I said the Sunday night game for sure. Um, obviously, you hope for good weather in Tampa and kind of just go about it that way.
0: Yeah. Sure, for sure. Let's
1: let's talk about uh yeah, let's talk about how you did. You were you were pretty spot on last week with how you a couple of your starts of the week.
0: Yeah, for my running back starts of the week, um and quick note before that, so in my guillotine league that I'm in, um, and again, guillotine league is you don't play one person. Um, it's just it lines up all the scores and the lowest person gets cut. So the uh, team that got cut this week, I won't name any names, Anthony, but um, <laughs> Yeah. So Kyler Murray was dropped, Leonard Fournette, Najee Harris, James Cook, Jarek McKinnon, Jalen Waddle, Isaiah McKenzie, Marvin Jones, Nicole Hardman, DJ Shark, Dallas Goddard, George Kittle, Isaiah Likely, Matt Prater, and then the Pittsburgh defense. So, um, pretty and, good team on paper. Yeah. I know. Surprising. Um, but, it, you know, kind of luck of the draw, or I guess bad luck of the draw that all those guys yeah. just had off weeks and. Yeah, so Waddle. all those guys, yeah, all those guys go on waivers, and then the remaining uh, team managers can can bid on them with yeah. uh, with their hundred dollars for the year. So I
1: was gonna say I expect uh, I expect to see a big bid on Waddle, Fournette, and Najee. Kyler one might surprise me, kind of depending on your quarterback play. If you're somebody that is streaming quarterbacks on a weekly basis, you probably will bid up for him. Um, Kittle and Goddard both are kind of banged up. I saw Dallas left that game. Against Washington last week, but yeah that, on paper that seems like a really good team um, Some unfortunate luck there for him.
0: Yeah So um, I can actually pull it up here, so I'll just look through and see how everything panned out so Leonard Fournette um, got the highest bid so eight of the would well, that be 14 teams left Bid on him. Twenty-five dollars was the highest bid. Najee Harris went for twenty-one dollars. Kyler fifteen. Jalen Waddle twenty-three. So, okay. Um, I put bids in all those guys and didn't get any of them. Oh So man. <laughs> Dallas Goddard though three bucks. Took him. dropped <laughs> dropped Cole Commit. So. Um. Yeah. It's 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 a fun league because you're weighing the options of how much do I want to spend on a guy spend my budget. Now I don't have much for later. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a really fun league. That so
1: feels like that feels cheap for Lenny though, just based on the amount of volume thus far.
0: Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's 25 bucks out of your hundred. So sure. Um, yeah. it's a quarter of your, quarter of, of your, your fab, Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so on to my stardoms from last week. I only did running backs last week. Jeff Wilson was uh, the first one. He had an incredible week, 106 total yards, 6.25 yards per carry. So, um, yeah, I knew that he would be featured. Jimmy G wasn't going to run as much as Trey Lance was was going to. And, um, yeah, so great week for Jeff Wilson, and I expect him to be used for sure so another one i had was david montgomery um bust technically um on him uh, but really that was only because of the injury and so if we consider the you know running back position then khalil herbert obviously went off uh, 20 rushes 157 yards two touchdowns added two catches for 12 yards so great game for him yep Uh, Miles Sanders was forgettable, so that was a bust on my part there. Um, James Robinson, great game. Um, you heard us go over, you know, him earlier in the show, and um, he's uh, he's got a special place in my fantasy heart because uh, my first dynasty league that I did, um, in 20, I guess it would have been 2018, 2019, I think, um, uh, he was the first in he was available in the first, uh, rookie draft that we did. So the next year, um, since in dynasty, you keep all your players, you only do rookie drafts, five round rookie drafts. So I snagged him in the fifth round, um, because of some random little snippet on some corner of the internet that was like, yeah, if, if the Jags get rid of Leonard Fournette, cause that's when Fournette was still there. Sure. Then, uh, there's not really a lot of competition behind him and James Robinson could see a, you know I could see all the load and I was like all right uh-huh. I'll spend my you know 5.06 you know pick on him <laughs> and Unreal uh value now. Yeah. yeah and uh and that was the year I I won our championship so yeah um so yeah good Good uh, good week for him, but... Yeah, good luck there on yeah, with that pick for sure. Yeah. Um, and then Antonio Gibson was another stardom from a fantasy perspective. I guess technically his day was kind of saved by his touchdown, but yeah. you it know, wasn't really anything impressive. Only 12 rushes for, for 38 yards, so... Sure. Not yeah. bad, though. Right. Yeah. So... Let's uh, let's end it out here with our stardom recommendations for week four. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll let you kick it off with your uh, sure. quarterback.
1: Insert quarterback. Yeah. So I am gonna go um, to the kitchen, and I have to let Russ finally cook. I'm gonna go Russell Wilson, <laughs> the quarterback. Mister um, yeah.
0: Unlimited. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah,
1: I mean, coming off a, a very boring, kind of methodical game. Um, now gets to play the Raiders, who just gave up 200 yards or 260 yards in a touchdown to Tannehill um, and let Robert Woods kind of run open at many points during that game. Just too many weapons for that offense and Javante and Judy and Cortland Sutton um, to not have a big game at some point. Um, so, I'm going to go Russ. I expect hopefully a little bit more rushing work on the ground, too, for him. Very limited rushing work thus far. Uh, in years past, he's been kind of more dynamic with his feet, with his legs. Um, and I hope, I'm hopeful for that. Obviously, we talked about that earlier in the show. It just adds another aspect to the to fantasy quarterback. So, I'm going to go Russ and pray that uh, the kitchen doesn't catch on fire, as cliche as that sounds. <laughs> we'll just hope for the best.
0: Yeah. I'll go uh, Tom Brady. I I know it's been a slow start for for the goat this year, but uh, yeah. I mean he, he has faced some pretty tough defenses so far this year. Cowboys, Saints, and Packers, and you know he's been up and down on you know guys available as receivers. So, sure. especially if he has Godwin back this week, and then Mike Evans returning from suspension. Um, yeah, and they'll be kind of chasing points against Kansas city. Uh, sure. so yeah, I like, uh, I like Brady yeah, this week. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to give him another chance.
1: I like that. Yeah. Especially if that game gets moved indoors too. Um, yeah, I expect a lot of fast action on the turf, but if it does get moved, if not, then maybe watch the weather report there and pivot if needed. But yeah, if he gets all the weapons back, it feels like it's a, it's a good spot for a secondary that just kind of got beat up a little bit by Matt Ryan. So yeah,
0: yeah, Cool, cool. Um, yeah, running back, who you got?
1: Yeah, let's do it. So we're going to talk about one of the rookies here. So I'm going to go Brees a out of the Jets here. Um, 11 targets last week. So, I mean, that that's something pretty big and kind of one of the biggest things you look for in regards to just running backs. Um, 21 on the season now has five more targets than Michael Carter, the other running back on the team. Um, it seemed like Brees was running a little bit ahead of him in regards to play time last week and usage. Um, I expect it to continue to be that way. Um, this is a projected low scoring game that they're going to be playing against. Uh, only a forty and a half and a half point total thus far. I think if they want to win this game, uh, it feels like it has to be Brees and Michael Carter. And I expect Brees to kind of be the true RB one on the team. Um, I, I made a note in here. If, if Zach Wilson is back, I may pivot to Jamal Williams just based on the swift injury. Um, it seemed like there were weeks last year that Michael Carter was very involved in the passing game. There were weeks that he wasn't involved really at all. I just think Brees' talent um, puts him a step ahead of Michael Carter, and I'm going to, yeah, hope for the best in regards to continue using him through the air and then obviously getting some work on the ground as well.
0: Nice. All right, and mine, I'm going to go with Damian Pierce. I know we mentioned him earlier in the episode. but
1: Two rookies.
0: He's Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah just from a touches perspective he had I think 20 last week and they just seem to be using him more and more I like the matchup as well Chargers are allowing the six most fantasy points to running backs so um, yeah I think it's, think it's a good, good matchup no, for I, him
1: yeah he's the clear RB1 there uh, Burkhead just has fallen by the wayside after week one and just dominating touches so
0: Yeah. And then wide receiver, I'm going to go Devonta Smith. Um, You know, he didn't do much of anything week one, but he's been increasing in weeks two and three. And, you know, week three, he went off for 169 yards. I think uh, it's, it's sort of the perfect storm there with him being an elite wide receiver. And then obviously they have A.J. Brown there. So you got two guys that defenses have to worry about. Oh, why not? you know, have a running quarterback who's probably one of the best in the league right now. So yeah, you know, defenses are having a guess and and it's uh yeah, I, I think gonna lead to Devonta Smith having a big week again this week uh against the Jaguars. So
1: Yeah. As somebody that has Smith in a full point PPR league and then hurts in a my fourteen team err, I am all for that. So I hope for the fingers crossed for that one. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna kind of gonna go back to the well here. I'm gonna go Amari Cooper. Um, coming off a of big Thursday night game, had seven for a hundred and a touch against the Sealers, and now gets to play the Falcons secondary, which just gave up three hundred twenty-five yards to to Geno Smith. Um, I do expect AJ Terrell to shadow if he is if he's doing that. Um, I haven't really watched a lot of game tape in regards to that, but I did I did know he did that a lot last year. Um, but yeah, I think this is a game that they have a near, near 50 point total. Um, so I think wide receivers on both sides are going to be open, but I'm thinking that Coop has a good chance to go back to back to back in regards to hundred plus and maybe finds the end zone there as well. Um, I also added a kind of a sleeper one here. Um, if you are playing DraftKings or fan, do whatever you decide to play Noah Brown from the Cowboys. Um, he's actually the leading receiver on the season. I don't know if you knew that or not, not CD lamb. Um, Hmm. the preseason connection with Cooper rush is a, is a real thing. And it's kind of showing over the last two games, um, 12 total targets, 140 yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, now we're coming off a Monday night game where they were underdogs against the giants. Um, he only has a 4,900 price tag on, uh, on DK or this point. Um, which then allows you to pay up for somebody else, uh, kind of maybe a higher point running back right. or whoever it be. But yeah, no Brown sleeper play there for somebody that maybe isn't a full point or on DraftKings or something like that. So,
0: yeah. Good stuff. All right. And tight, tie, yeah, tight end, I'm going to go Tyler Higby. He has had 24 targets this season, which I would not have guessed that had I not read that. No. So it's tied for the third most among tight ends in the league. And he's playing on 95 percent of snaps, so I think opportunities there. And uh, yeah, I'm going going Tyler Higby for my tight end start of the week.
1: Yeah, I have tried to trade for him in several leagues just based on usage. It feels like it's going to continue because it feels like it's now Cup Higby and A Rob um, versus years or last year it was Cup OBJ and then Higby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for Titan, I went uh, Robert Tunney, actually, out of the Packers. So, obviously, coming off the ACL injury last year, it was worked in very slowly the first two weeks. Um, finally was involved last week a little bit, 6-for-37 against the Bucks. Um Watkins, obviously, on the IR for the Pack now, so they need more pass catchers. Um, this feels like a good spot for them in a game against New England where they're probably going to dominate time possession, yards, all that kind of stuff there um, against a backup quarterback. So, uh, New England on the year has already given up 140 yards and four touchdowns to tight ends. I, I think this is a good opportunity for um, Tony to possibly make his first Lambeau leap of the season, um, get the first touchdown, and kind of go back to what we saw last year um, in regards to usage and touchdowns and all that kind of stuff.
0: Cool. cool. All right. Uh, rapid fire, kicker, and defense. Go.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, Chargers play the Texans. It just feels like it's a good spot for them to be in the red zone a lot, potentially get Keenan Allen back. Um, they're just going to be able to move the ball potentially against the Texans a lot. Um, so I like that one there. Um, and the defense, yeah, to wrap it up, um, I think we're probably going to agree on, on this one, but the Packers just feels like too obvious of an answer against the backup, uh, mm-hmm. Brian Hoyer. Um, if you are potentially looking for other options, I think the it's crazy that both sides of this game could be both – or options uh, are the Bears-Giants. I think both are viable options. Um, obviously, you could not have Montgomery. Giants just lost for Link Shepherd and just gave up five sacks, obviously, to the Cowboys. So, I think both are both are good options there. And that game total is only 39. So, I think that's going to be a very low-scoring, very um, kind of boring game. Uh, and you could probably get a couple turnovers on each side of the ball there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and kicker for me, I like uh, I like Jason Sanders, mostly just matchup. Uh, Miami's playing Cincinnati, so potentially a lot of offense, which would mean a lot of field goals. And um, yeah, no team has allowed more fantasy points per game to opposing kickers than the Bengals. So um, yeah, just seems like a perfect storm there. And then not to stab you in the heart, but I'm gonna go Vikings at Saints. Uh, I, I like the Vikings this week. Sorry to just, dog on your team, but- I respect uh, that.
1: I, as unfortunate as that says, sounds like I was saying, I respect it, I do respect <laughs> it. I mean, um, until Jameis goes a game without throwing multiple interceptions, uh, I think it's a, they're, they're a viable option. I have the Saints defense currently on my 14-teamer and the Vikings are a free agent team, so I may pick them up late Saturday and swap it out for the England game. Um yeah, I watch that injury report because if Michael Thomas and Landry don't play, I mean it's Alave, and then it's Drake Wan Smith for the yep. Saints. So um I like the play as unfortunate as that sounds coming out of my mouth. So Yeah.
0: And just I mean Saints have allowed most fantasy points per game to opposing defenses and, you know, they've given up eleven sacks and thrown five interceptions. Um I mean, he might be back on his 30 for 30 tour this year. Unfortunately, Who knows? Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> 30 TDs, 30 interceptions. <laughs>
1: yeah. If, if we get to 30 touchdowns, I'll be shocked. But it feels like it's, uh, yeah, it's he- it's heading, unfortunately, in the 30, <laughs> yeah, 30 INT range for sure.
0: Yeah. So Yep. yep. All right. And then uh, since sports betting is newly legal in Kansas, um, I like yeah. just throwing out a. Quick, uh, you know, top bet of the week. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it legally, but this is not gambling advice. And <laughs> if you have trouble with gambling, insert correct thing I'm supposed to say. Correct. <laughs> 1-800 bets off. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. But I I like the New England plus 9.5 at the Packers. Uh, that's just, a, I, I get it that, you know, they're going to be with Brian Hoyer, um, but I think the run game is still strong. Um, I do see that it's at Lambeau, but I I haven't seen enough out of Green Bay. And I, I just think, I mean, to me, if New England can keep up with Baltimore and that high-powered offense, I think they'll be able to keep up with the Packers as well. So I... I don't know if they'll win, but I don't think they'll lose by, you know, more than nine and a half. So, sure, we'll go with yeah, that. Yeah, I
1: respect that. It's it's tough to see that many points associated with the Patriots team that still has Bill Belichick as their head coach. So it kind of feels weird. Um, that one's going to be probably the most popular, or in my opinion, one of the most popular um, public bets this week. I bet unless some sharp money comes in, it gets hammered down. But yeah, um, yeah, I went I went Rams plus two and a half against the Niners on Monday night. Um I don't understand the the laying of the, the lines with Jimmy G at home. Um in my in my opinion I think the Rams are the better team. You, Yeah, after just seeing what Jimmy G, Jimmy G did against a a Broncos defense, now has to play a tougher defense than the Rams without Trent Williams. Um I think that's a big thing that people aren't realizing is that now he's out for several weeks as well, so they're not only without Two running backs were without their starting left tackle as well. Um, And immediately when he came in, the backup tackle, the Broncos went right at him. Um, And Nick um, Bradley Chubb had a handful of sacks just on him alone. So, Mm -hmm. yes, the the line seems fishy, which then falls into the trap spot narrative for people. It's somebody in Vegas knows something. That's why the line is the way it is. Um, But, yeah, I'm going to take the points. I probably would sprinkle the money line there as well. Uh, I just think the, the Rams are the better team. It, it being in San Francisco, still not really concerned about weather-wise. Um, yeah, I, I like the line there.
0: Yeah, nice. All right, and uh, surprise quiz for our guest here. Um, surprise yeah, fantasy true. quiz through through three weeks. So um, which running back has more fantasy points through three weeks, Jonathan Taylor or Cordero Patterson?
1: It feels like we talked about earlier in the stat line, uh, just based on the Seattle game. I have I, I want to say JT, but I know it's Cordero.
0: Yep, it is. It is surprise.
1: And JT also popped up injury report today. Watch that one as well. I I don't know if they would turn the turn the ball and hand it off to Hines fifteen times if he somehow misses. They said he was good to go, quote unquote. Um, but yeah, watch that one. That one's also shocking for a guy that was going one one hasn't.
0: Yeah, produces as you expected. Yeah. And and looking at stat leaders too, I, I have no idea how Clyde Edwards A'Laire is at number four. Um
1: fall into the end zone four times, but right? Yeah, I
0: guess that's true. That'll that'll do it for you. So um all right, no cheating on this one. Who is the tight end three? Is it Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, or Darren Waller? Ooh.
1: What scoring format are we going?
0: um this is half point ppr
1: okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go Ertz. he got a touchdown early in the year and i think he's been steadily involved
0: yeah they um i guess it would depend on you know how your league scores but in at least in the league that i'm going by it is Ertz, goddard waller three four five so
1: gotcha all right yeah i didn't expect all right yeah so or, uh, Andrews one, Kelsey two. Then obviously got to be yeah, yep. Gosh, gotcha.
0: and number six, Tyler Conklin, New York Jets. Like we talked about,
1: watch it. Yeah, if, if Wilson's still targeting him, he's a he's a start each week.
0: Yeah, and then uh, no cheating again. Baker Mayfield inside or outside the top twenty?
1: Top twenty. For a guy that they traded for, it's got to be outside. I, besides the one week one. Or he had the long touchdown to Robbie. I. It's got to be outside, right?
0: He is number 19. He's inside. Wow. <laughs> so, yes. yeah. Um, he's 19. Winston is 18. Jacoby Brissett is 17. Um, oh and just after him is Geno Smith, who rounds out the top 20. So, wow. outside of the top 20, Mac Jones... 21. Russell Wilson. 22. Oh, Stafford. 23. That one uh, 25. Tannehill. 26. Aaron Rodgers. 27. Tom Brady. E. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I. I guess I. Yeah. I would. Have, I expect the Baker to be that further down. I mean, yeah. 19s. Obviously, you, you. You don't want to start him in any format. You. You hope you have better options, and m- more than likely, you do. Still on the waiver wire, but. Yeah, that's brutal especially hearing the names behind him so
0: yeah well good stuff uh eric thanks for joining us this week um yeah we'd definitely love to have you back on in future weeks this was definitely a fun time yeah
1: absolutely sorry we ran a little long
0: yeah i think we overshot our uh 35 minute (laughs) target here we're sitting at 118 now so yeah. yeah,
1: it's good to talk football, so hopefully that's okay with everybody. If you make it through all of it, we appreciate it. Um, yeah, Jason, let me know if you ever want to do this again. It was great. Um, yeah, uh, good luck to everybody that plays this week. If you're a fan of the show, obviously let us know, and yeah, hopefully we can get together again soon.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, listeners, uh, you know, respond in the comments. Wherever you're listening to the show, tell me um, more of what you want to hear, what you like, what you don't like you can find me on Instagram @real life.fantasyfootball um, yeah or email the show real life and but that will wrap us up for this week um, thanks for listening happy fantasy football and we'll catch you later